Hello, friends. Nice. Is that an I like angel? The better, but we're going to have yeah. to ride that one because I don't want to do it again. Okay. Mm. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is episode number 13, I believe. Okay. Yep. No. Nailed it. Lucky yeah. number 13. Yeah. And. Kaplan, you're not in this one. Get out of here. <laughs> this is episode number 13. And today we have two special guests. We have John Call, a.k.a. Jujimufu. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your podcast, Steffi. And Tom Brady. Thank you, Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, Tom Brady. Yeah. I deflate only everything I see. Wait, what's your last name? Uh, Boyden. Right. Boyden, yeah, I know that. Yeah. 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 I always forget to introduce myself, but Hello, Alex. Alex. Everyone recognizes like your I'm voice like by the co 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 host. I'm here every other or so, right? Yeah. 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 You've been on more of them than you haven't been on, I think. As long as it's not educational, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably offend the educators. <laughs> well, we That's what we got Ian Kaplan for. They're the king and the queen of the hybrid dome. Yeah. And then you're the what? Right. So that's what we were, tra- we were trying to figure oh, out see. before you guys came in here, right? You, are the- you guys are king and queen. Duke? What am I in? Ooh, the- yeah, Duke Duke. Duke's pretty Duke is gangster. Good. Who, who are the people that like, who, who's the queen's advisor? Isn't that the guy? Oh, like, the hand of the king? Being a fucking slime ball. Huh? Yeah. Oh, you're the be- behind the ear guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awful. Take care of him. You could be the executioner slash jester behind the... Your guys, yeah, too. I'm also the jester, though. Yeah. <laughs> you wear many hats. Many hats. Yeah, you're you're exactly. the majority of the kingdom. Yeah. Look wow. at that. As do many of us. That's true. At hybrid. You got to be prepared to wear a lot of hats. But enough about us. Less. Oh, yeah. Let's focus on our guests. Why the like, hell are you guys here right now in Miami? <laughs> because we just What, are you power lifters or something? Yeah, we're, we power lift. <laughs> you just only want to identify with it? I identify as a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Just not a power lifter? I don't I can be a power lifter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He too like wears many hats. I, I'm not wearing a hat right now. <laughs> but I can. <laughs> and for the past four months we've uh, worn the powerlifting hat because we've been prepping for your meet. That's this awesome. is the first time we've actually had a consolidated block of time where we were training for one thing. So not- did you stop altogether? Like uh, acro, no gas, no travel. I traveled, but he didn't travel. We had no gas. We wow. just did workouts pretty much by ourselves. Mm-hmm. How it much was- did you improve then? But was it, was it four, four months? months or eight weeks? Or you had started a little bit before we started. We started together. before. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was about a 16 week prep. Okay. Yeah. Eight weeks with your coaching. Did mm-hmm. you find any, like, did it affect your business at all to switch from like doing all of the, like, you, you know, you kind of have your hand in everything mm-hmm. normally. And then you went down this really narrow focus. Mm-hmm. Did you find like it affected views on your videos or like anything like that? It went about as expected. Or people are just along for the ride no matter what you guys do. Well, one of the things I wanted to do with it was we were realizing we'd get guests and people would just be like, oh, Clarence. Oh, dude, I came like six times, you know, and (laughs) oh, Clarence, me too. I came when he was here, dude. But but we were were realizing that the comments cared less and less about our stuff because it was always focused on the guest. And we weren't progressing at anything because we were always focusing on the guests. Like people come over uh, okay. and we're like, okay, yeah, let's do your workout. Let's do your programming. Let's do your whatever you need to do today. Mm-hmm. And one of the points of the series was just to kind of bring it back to like what that. we do. And, and it worked out really well. With you guys and get excited to see your progress. Yeah, exactly. Remind everybody that you're the, the main show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's different views. It's like, okay, you get 1.5 million views <laughs> on a video of us doing this arm wrestling with a fucking Russian kid, you know, where I specifically made that video because I knew it was going to get a lot of views. Does that, mm. do I really 
feel anything from that. But then us getting 150, 200,000 views every video of us just lift squatting mostly. Pouring emotion. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. We were just angsty. Yeah. I I said many things about Alex (laughs) Uslar in these videos. I'm glad you didn't watch them because they were intense. Tell us more about that. So you guys are working with Alex leading up to this meet. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And how is that? I, I heard he can be tough. Oh, to hold on. You hold lied on. to us, no, by no, the way. Hold on, hold on. You're a liar. Let's start, yeah, with, let's start with four months ago. Before we talked, what were you guys kind of doing for the first eight weeks of the 16-week the leading up to the meet? We were it just was, squatting a lot. Yeah, it was it was similar to what you're doing, but we weren't PRing uh, two lifts every week. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it was a little bit more variety as well. Yeah, so, okay. you know, we would switch out bars and, and things like that. We were also doing a lot of extensions. Yeah, our arm workout thrown in, yeah. you know, things like that. So I know, know you, like, said my sessions were so long and insane. So, was it more, like, kind of just, like, a top set on a specialty bar and then more just, like, accessory work? Yeah. For what yeah. we were doing? Yeah. Yeah, but we weren't also we weren't also mm, doing max effort. All okay. the time, right, right. Right. it might just be like we were doing a lot, a lot of sets of five mm-hmm. and a lot of belt squats and accessories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that gave you guys a good foundation going into then what we did because what we did was essentially peaking block. Right, yeah. we want to keep pushing yeah. the intensity as hard as possible, yeah. and we did yeah. successfully yeah. every single week for eight weeks. <laughs> right, I, I think except I, after the first week, right into the eight weeks, Juchi like calls me and he's like, "Man, this is crazy, dude. I don't know if I could do this. Are you serious with this? Like, why are we doing this? I have to explain methodology for this, for that, for this, the other." And he's like, oh, I don't know. All right, let, let's try it. Then the second week, he's like, no, 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 no. I, I really, really don't think we can keep doing it like this. I think we're going to have to do it differently. I'm like, Juji, it's going to be okay, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think, I, I think also probably the fact that you guys have such a diverse background in athletics and strength and all the different aspects of training that you do, mm-hmm. probably it probably made it a lot easier for you guys to make linear progress once you actually focused on just one thing. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what I mean, that's probably why you were able to do max efforts every week and, and not I die. mean, if we were, if I was still like trying to fit in an acrobatics workout or, Oh, I'm going to do arm wrestling today for a video or, yeah. Oh, now we got to do some video where we got to hang on a bar for half an hour or something. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the hell it could have been that we've been doing for the past year, traveling around, just doing whatever the hell anyone else yeah. wanted to do. Whenever else we yeah. could come up, to do for content that people might be interested in not to say that stuff's not fun not to say we don't make friends not to say we don't you know get something out we of love it. doing that we love doing it but we also like to not be getting shitty at everything at <laughs> yeah. the same time yeah. so yeah. it was very nice to go i am definitely going to be the strongest i've ever been in my life today yeah essentially which is what happened we're beginners and intermediates at everything we do exactly mm-hmm. and it feels not uh, like progression is ever happening, you know? We're like, and that's what some of the listeners have to understand. It's like you weren't maxing out a one rep max 110% every week no, and making no. progress, right? You didn't know what your five rep max was, mm-hmm. right? You had never really hit a true five rep max. So eight weeks out, we start with a five rep max. You're able to increase it the next week because it wasn't yet a true five rep max. Yeah. Right? We were able to keep building and continuing off of that to triples and doubles and singles. Yeah, well, Juji called you. I just spit the bullet. It's because I was pissed. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what yeah. the heck was going on. I don't know. What do you do? You, does a hybrid 
uh, make protocols similar to this for peaking? Yeah. Well, Alex, Alex plays a, a role in, in, in writing the programming as well. What, so what we, is it, we all do. What is technically this called? Like what, well, how would you, uh, categorize this as a periodization scheme? Peak well, so, well so I haven't seen they, what you've they done. They didn't see your block, Okay, but you, you just pretty much had just a basic peaking, peaking phase okay. leading up to the meet. The way that I program is it's for hybrid. I try to take many different styles of programming. Sometimes it's just basic linear periodization with set structured, you know, each day is always going to be X, Y, Z. We're going to start at X percentage, finish the block at X percentage. Then I do a lot of elements of DUP as well, right? Where it's, it's, it goes in waves. It goes up and down. Some days of the week will be heavier. Other days will be lighter. You can kind of sometimes decide your perceived effort. So I take, I, tr because our program is generalized and not customized, like what I did for you guys specifically, I try to take a super broad approach and constantly write very different blocks, different from the others, so that there's thousands of people following these blocks. One, uh, a 10 percent of people might respond better to one type of block than the next block, another 10 percent. And, you know, as it goes like that. So it's, it's targeting something for everyone, you mm -hmm. know, but there's no one step approach to programming. There's really not. Right. Mm -hmm. But the elements of a, of a peaking cycle of a training program are essentially the same. You know, you try yes. to focus, you try to focus on uh, more intensity and shorter rep. So keeping it out one, two, three. As the training cycle progresses. Four, five. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm and talking about and the specificity. Peaking. Oh, and peaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. Most, most programs can be specificity. You're going to, you know, be mainly doing just the competition lifts. Right. You're not going to be maxing out your freaking safety. Well, unless you're Kevin Oak, right? Your safety squat bar, <laughs> front, front squat. squat. But, you know, he has reasoning for that that we talked about in the previous, yeah, yeah. you know, podcast. But typically, you know, you're not going to be doing a close grip, legs up, you know, this, that, and the other. Only those kind of benches leading up to your meet, you're going to be working the competition lifts, increasing the intensity, tapering off accessories. That's just the basic principles of it, yeah. you know? Mm. So this was your, both of your first time doing a full powerlifting meet. Mm -hmm. Impressions? The closest yeah. you've done, yes. You did John last year's did uh, deadlift showdown or whatever it was called. I've done well, two uh, pool well, we, onlys. The hybrid showdown yeah. last year, we, the, the main yeah, show was yeah. the deadlift meet. Deadlift we extended only. it to a full meet this year. Mm -hmm. I'm glad uh, we did that. Yeah, me too. I'm really yeah, glad too. we did that. That was cool. Because we originally, when we announced this, it was still going to be two-day meet. Day one was going to be open as it was. And day two was also going to be open with then a deadlift showdown like the year before. Mm -hmm. And most of the people we were inviting were like, well, we just want to do full power, really. And I'm like, good. I prefer that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the big deadlifters are going to do big deadlifts yeah. anyway. Because then so. if you invite yeah, someone to a deadlift showdown, is is that guy who attempted a thousand pound squat going to want to come to it? Nah. No. No. You know, yeah, is a no. big bencher going to want to come to it? No. So now we had a mix of everything, right? Yeah, we saw a guy tr try to squat a thousand three twice today. That's yeah. nuts. What was his first attempt? Nine in nine twenty maybe or something. I didn't see it. Was yeah. it how did it, was it look? Good. It was okay. really good. Yeah. Wait. So okay. I spotted well, it. Was terrifying. Back to the question. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What are your impressions? Was it exactly what you thought it was going to be? Was it more exhausting? Like you do such varied stuff day to day, mm -hmm. and you do so much of it. Like we spent what was it three days with you? Mm -hmm. Shot like five different videos. Did I left that? that we were week. wrecked yeah wrecked. that's our lives that's about training for a month so I, i'm just right. yeah. and then he does one week of my of how we train and he's fucking wrecked ready to kill himself you know but you, know, but, but you guys survived it you know yeah, like yeah, and, yeah. and you were able Not to keep only making survived, progress you guys thrived you guys thrived, thrived. Right. yeah so yeah so what what was it like 
Well, uh, I would say for both of us, as it got went from week eight to week three, and you would probably agree with me. It seems like our adrenals and our CNS or whatever the heck runs the body in this respect just got so shot down. You were just when you were supposed to do a, a heavy single or a heavy double for the day and you're three weeks out, you're just I'm so done yep. with this. You just get up to your to your top set. And you just feel dead inside. We're pretty, we're pretty angsty. <laughs> and, but, you can, angsty. but the weight still moves. I'm just like, I, the, okay, I guess I just did it. You know? But it's a PR. It's just like, yeah, you just yeah. feel and when you say it to a power lifter, they're like, good, you peaked correctly. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. 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 If you feel like shit and you like Leading literally want to take a gun and put it in your mouth two weeks yeah. out, you're doing it right. <laughs> if, no. you're, if you're like thinking, oh man, I'm going to completely shit the bed. I'm going to do fucking terrible. And then you do awesome. You did it well. Just don't you know? shit the bag. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a Garrett fear. Don't be a Garrett fear. Now, Tom, you had a lot of troubles with this one with the deadlift volume that uh, he was giving. Yeah. He was getting super frustrated. I was very with angry. That yeah. One. yeah, all the time. How I started smoking cigarettes, dude. Really? Yeah, I was smoking cigarettes yeah. during powerlifting sessions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Because you were so stressed out from the program. Yeah, I was stressed. Yeah, I had him deadlifting twice a week. Uh, one main day, one secondary day, which was less. But I guess just because he's you've you've really never followed a program at all. I've never done you know deadlift I mean? volume. No. Yeah. So I've deadlift like ever once. Starting. Two I weeks. started him. You know, very simple, like a, a four by six at seventy percent, which for anyone. That's not that much. No, it's right? pretty mild. That's a, that's the start of a block. But within a couple of weeks, it was really hard for him to keep up to keep up with it. Yeah, that's why I encouraged you to even when you guys go back to your shenanigans to still incorporate some of that. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, I'm down. Steffi already told me to how to do a like a light week and then try to PR again because nice. I, I had a he lot in the tank. The you did, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You saw more in the tank. On yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. But the the actual meat though. How do, uh, I was very angry. I was I was not happy yesterday. Well, before uh, squats, you looked super nervous too. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't. get I get, so I, do, I get insanely yeah. nervous before meets. Insanely nervous. I don't know. So I, I just, haven't competed in almost so two much. years. I poop. I vomit. <laughs> wow. I, if I try to eat anything, wow. I, start, I drink water in the morning. I immediately vomit up the water. Like it's bad. I don't know. Like bad. you could. Nerves. You could pick any piece of furniture from Ikea, and I would do a, a speech in front of all those people instead of squatting. A hundred percent. I would tell them all about that that table, you know? Same, dude. Yeah, it's, Same. it was awful. But the, the, the bench got nicer, and the deadlifts got, uh, were fine, you know? It's like yeah. deadlift doesn't have any pressure, but... I don't know. Well, it's just everyone's Tom, jacked Tom up, dude. Everyone's testosterone. I'll just... say it for you. Tom was disappointed. He, squ- he wanted to squat 400 pounds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We attempted 402. You missed it. He squatted 385, but 385 was a PR two weeks ago, two yeah. and a half weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. He hit 400 in training, mm-hmm. right? So could have been on track for it, but yeah. not every day goes perfect. But no, that was literally a, when you started, what was your max? Like 315 or something? Yeah, 315. So that's crazy. So he hit 385. Don't yeah. know, what about you? What, were, what numbers did you hit and what, uh, what was your improvement? Uh, well, uh, in August, my PR in squat was 550. I did six 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 today, so I added a hundred. The beast, so yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I added. Well, how much weight is that? One hundred sixteen. One hundred sixteen pounds. Yeah, my squat. That's uh. That's what happens when we get it's some nuts. time off from doing dumb videos. But, then, but wait, wait. There was a whole then, year. Now, if you guys are looking at any video or you see pictures, John, we said this earlier that he's for sure one of the most jacked guests we ever had. <laughs> so you look at John. John is massive. John is so jacked. He benched 
more than a hundred pounds less than what I bench. Sorry, <laughs> but hey, 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 you know why though? I wish I had those arms and less bench though. <laughs> the arms didn't work. That's because why because his arms didn't work. He had some terrible tendonitis. Terrible. Uh, tendonitis. I messaged you about that, right? He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah he I ghosted was, me. I started. No, I told I you about it. Did? Yeah, I replied. I just said. I, yeah, I was asking. I was going back door to everyone yeah. trying to get help. The yeah. first, Remember, I told you I had to switch door? to the duffel yeah. bar. Yeah, I tried to spot high bar. The first two two or three weeks I started programming for him, I was writing bench. And then after the second week, he's like, dude, stop wasting your time. I literally can't do it. He's like, I'll just try to go in there and bench what I can for the day. And that's kind of it. You know? Were you getting it so bad that it's just like once it hit 90 degrees, just. No, it was even worse than that. You unrack fall? it. I couldn't even do it. No, yeah. like We had to stop multiple workouts. Like three weeks ago. Uh, no, that's bad. Unrack 315. I just said, I, I cannot lower it an inch, put it back. It hurts. So Sorry, bad. was it elbow or bicep? It was both. So I fixed the elbow, golfer's elbow. I had golfer's elbow in both elbows and bicep tendonitis in both arms. It was multiple problems. I fixed the golfer's elbow by doing a, a lot of work on these muscles and it worked. Uh, the bicep tendonitis I was not able to fix in time, but took two weeks off for this meet and I was actually able just to but get a. Let's talk about the today, success. Right? Talk about the knees because that's the real success story because the squat wouldn't have happened if he hadn't fixed his knees for the year before. What happened to your knees? I've had patellar tendinosis and tendinitis in the below the kneecaps for well since i was like 19 what and did you do i've had it, for, it i've had it for like four or five years and i still have it so i'm, I'm excited to hear this story <laughs> <laughs> save me well Chuchi. the acrobatics would exasperate the problem but okay. uh this exacerbate exactly go ahead yeah. you know everyone correct me on that i never you know my <laughs> mom sam everyone uh, especially you, being from you Alabama, have, maybe they say yeah. it like that exasperate but, exasperate <laughs> to give Context though, tricking, right? The the sport we do, uh -huh. the average weight of the person doing this is thirty five pounds less than me. Like forty pounds less than me. 150 wow. pounds, like sixty five kilos is the average weight. Are there Ma tricking competitions? Yeah, yeah, they have battles Continue? And, and yeah, and they, there's like no shirts and no <laughs> pants and stuff. But yeah. the uh you but he's almost double the size of these guys. So like him doing these, just the impact messes up his knees even more, right? It's a little rough on Okay, the so knees. what did you do? Uh, well, I changed my squat form, uh, ditched the Olympic lifting shoes, went back to mm. flats. Uh, I started, uh, I widened my stance a bit. You know, I don't want to blame anyone, but I'll straight up say it. I tried to copy Clarence Kennedy's squat for yeah. a long time because I was like, God. yeah, <laughs> he's a god. You know, I tried to copy his form because I think it looks kind of cool. You know, it's you know, yeah. crazy looking. That, that ruined my knees absolutely destroyed my knees and so uh like i said I switched flats widened my stance started using knee wraps uh lowered the bar a bit and just started uh changing the way i descend in the squat and then i started feeling like the muscles are actually getting stronger you know when the muscles are weak where does it go it'll go to a knee a joint or a place it's not supposed to be right the muscles actually started getting stronger from squatting that way supplement it with pit shark with some uh terminal knee extension bands around it to get a little bit more volume i mean it was it was amazing. It yeah, worked. I mean, you have to take into account that you essentially went from a highly knee-dominant squad like Clarence Kennedy, which is pretty much a free fall, and it's very upright and vertical with with a really uh, forward knee flexion, forward knee, flexion yeah. knee angle, mm -hmm. to an entirely posterior chain hip-dominant squat. Yeah. You eliminated the heels, so now your knees are not tracking so far over your toes. Uh, and you're squatting in flats. You opened up your stance. And now your hips are traveling back more. So you and turn it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and squatting in wraps, I think, too, takes a little bit of uh, yeah. of the stress off the patellar tendon in the bottom. Yeah, what did position. we call that? Symptom modification? Yeah. 
Symptom but, uh, modification. Yeah. I, I had the exact same issue when I was doing Olympic weightlifting because everything <laughs> is high bar, super deep. And sorry, you changed the speed. Yeah. 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 Cadence oh, of the yeah. squat matters too. Yeah. It, yeah. You're trying to spring out of the hole with a, with a weightlifting style high mm-hmm. bar squat. And, uh, when I, I did the same thing, ditched the, the heels, uh, and went low bar so, and, and it literally sorry, reduced my pain to zero. Just to yeah. reiterate, it's not it's not that the the way that you were squatting before is inherently bad or it's considered bad form or bad for you or the fact that your knees are tracking your toes is something bad for your performance or for your knees, but more so that that squat technique simply wasn't conducive for your anatomy mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, most injuries happen when the load exceeds the tolerance of a tissue. And obviously your body usually takes the path of least resistance. And the way that the forces were being distributed, maybe in that form of your squat, it was too high for the tendons and, and the muscles around your knee to be able to withstand. Mm-hmm. So once you remove some of that force and you were able to kind of spread it out more and turn your turn your squat into a hip dominant squat, then you reduce the amount of force that travels through the knee, through the tendon. Yeah. So that's essentially what you did. Yeah. I just wanted to reiterate that to your, our listeners. And it worked. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and it got good because I started getting stronger. And I mean, honestly, squatting in wraps is so much fun. I, I just find it, it is. I really just find fun. it. I just find it fun. I just, yeah, it is. It I enjoyed really it. So I was really happy to improve my squat so much in the past few months. Just yeah. to see it just like, you know, go Absolutely. away. I was so excited. Hey, also, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about this, but talking about injuries, you just uh, wrote a book. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you were in it. Yeah, thank you so much. That's so cool. Yeah, you're the you're the end of the book. When are you gonna send me a copy? I want to read it. I will send it to you. Yeah, please do. Yeah, he actually made it up that he made print copies of it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just been sending people an IOU. Yeah, whatever. Send me a PDF. Yeah, it's good. It's whatever good. it is. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What's the book on? Injuries. Uh, preventing and overcoming training injuries. So at the end of the book, I was able to interview. Uh, six people from completely different fields of athletics. So professional arm wrestler, professional powerlifter, cool. uh, professional rock climber, a couple strongmen, a Muay Thai fighter. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Anything that was particularly eye opening to you? Something, something, something you want to share? That, yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing that I like the most uh, when I had all the people's transcripts from the interviews I had with them, they're all like 10 minute interviews, you know? So, As, except for mine, that was 30 minutes. It, so <laughs> longer. It was an hour. Which is great. I remember you sitting at the dinner table and you were so tired and hungry and you're tired because I fed you vegetables. <laughs> My body reacted you're poorly. You're a gross human being, Alex. <laughs> I, found, I found that the similarities between some of the things that the people said. We're just like, that is so cool that these three people said the exact same thing. All in different and disciplines. And they all had completely different disciplines. I was like, that is really neat. So what was it? Like, what were the similarities? So, some of the similarities. Uh, for example, Antoine Vallaz, our friend, he's a professional bodybuilder and he tore his uh, right bicep in May of 2019, moving just a heavy piece of thing to get out of the way of a deadlift platform. So it was an awkward, flex. it was a large rubber mats mm-hmm. that he was moving in two weeks before his bodybuilding show. So he's in the depths of prep, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He was completely dehydrated to the point to where he was not drinking water throughout the night because he liked to wake up in the morning and get the lowest weight possible. He wanted to see just go a little bit down every single day because that's what encouraged him to continue his prep and send that weight to his coach. But, you know, that dryness is going to, he's going to hurt himself. You know, he wasn't warmed up enough and he was dry. Tore himself. Uh, Antoine was actually like insane about his recovery. Like he was absolutely obsessed with fixing it immediately. So he went and got it reattached uh, immediately, you know? And then he's just like every day he's like 
you know, squeezing a ball, just moving it a little bit. So he had an incredibly good recovery. He was even weighing his arm and making sure that the weight of the arm wasn't going down too fast in grams. Like he he weighed the difference of the weight of his arms to make sure that the other arm wasn't lagging too much. Uh, Well, he constantly did unilateral movements with the other arm and worked around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because training the other arm, he thought would actually help. Keep yeah, there's a lot of science to support that. There is a lot of science to support that. So he was obsessed with it. He had all those things he was doing. You asked about similarities of people. Martins Lisi's uh, Taurus Peck uh, in 2017, I believe it was. And I was talking to him about it. And he said, you know, how did you do it? He says, I, he said, I was absolutely obsessed with getting back as soon as possible. So he was in a sling and he's like moving his wrist just a little bit in little circles every day. And just every day is just, just doing little bits of movement to keep the muscle, you know, get the blood flow in there. You know, he's out of a cast. He's doing like five pound dumbbells. You know what I mean? It's just about being tenacious with absolutely obsessed with your recovery, you know? And I find that it was really interesting to see that a lot of them have that attitude. Same with Devin Larratt with uh, arm wrestling. He says the best thing to recover from an arm wrestling injury is to arm wrestle. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, Cap, what's that quote by Greg Lehman? Load is something. Something about load being, load and stress being what, what helps you heal. Yeah, load is a solution. Well, one of the quotes that you said actually stuck with me is that all injuries are just a result of uh, weakness. You know, of weakness. You said it was uh, it's just too much load on a tissue. Exactly, so but not necessarily it. weakness, but it's a discrepancy between the load and the reco- and the recovery of uh, the ability of the tissue to recover or adapt. Mm-hmm. Adaptability is the the thing that glues one with the other, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's your ability to adapt to the load that you're imposing your tissues to. Right. Now you had a uh, back problem today. Mm-hmm. Did you not? Was that a, was that a smoke alarm going off? What, what happened? No, there? I mean, <clears throat> you know what? I, we actually just sat down with Dr. Greg Lehman for our previous podcast and we had a long discussion about it. And he actually, I actually told him about my back pain and he was able to give me some feedback and he brought up some really interesting points. So as he's asking me about my performance over the last few years dealing with back pain, I told him that over the last year, which is when I've been dealing, when I have been dealing with my back pain being flared up as much as it has, uh, I told him that over the last year I was able to add 30 kilos to my squat, but zero to my deadlift. And he's like, okay, so when you go in and you squat, do you feel pain? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel pain, but I can totally train through it. Like I can put a bar on my back and I can do a squat workout most of the time. Whereas deadlift, I can barely do. And he's like, that's your answer. The pain is not, it is not a structure that's broken. It's not a load tolerance issue. The pain is in the movement. You've learned to associate the deadlift with a painful experience. And so my perception of the deadlift has changed literally due to brain plasticity, changes that are totally out of my control, where now I just started kind of associating the movement with a painful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, over you the go years, into it, you have like, a deadlift oh, phobia shit. now. When but but subconsciously, yeah, you know, like 100%. like I, I I've literally gone a couple of weeks without back pain, and I'm like, all right, like today's the day I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna go into deadlift, mm-hmm. and my mindset is really positive. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna crush it. It's gonna be a great deadlift day, and not in terms of the weight. I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna deadlift, and I'm gonna feel great, and I'm gonna move some weight fast. You know, I'm trying to mm-hmm. psych myself up for the deadlift session. And literally, as soon as I touch the bar with a deadlift, one, two plates, it's like, boom, right there. Oh, gosh. Hmm. You know yeah. what? It, what a buzzkill. It's, totally. uh, 
Right. The, the way that I heard it explained that was beautiful was I can't remember who the speaker was, but it was in a TED talk. He's talking about running through the but through Lorimer the forest. Mosley, I, I showed it to you. Yeah. So he's running through through the forest and he feels something on his leg, mm-hmm. ignores it. Uh, you know, a few minutes later, he's feeling off, yeah. looks down, turns out he was bit by a snake and it was like a super deadly snake. He almost died. He ended up going to the hospital. The next time he's, he's out a few years later, he's running in the forest again and feels a similar sens- sensation. Something brushes his leg. And he's just like screaming this time. Like you feel panicked. He, like the he worst pain out. he's ever felt. He falls down, passes out, freaks out. Starts grabbing his leg. You know, he he already thinks that he got bitten by a snake again. But it was a twig. Yeah. Did they just <laughs> did they just brushed him? But because he had set that association with that environment and that activity and, your brain and, remembers. And it, it's not necessarily something that you can just like reprogram. Uh, that easily yeah. yeah your brain remembers that experience because it's trying to protect you against whatever it is that it harmed you in the first place hmm. and so with a situation like this when you start dealing with chronic pain this is a totally different animal than an acute injury that's clearly related to either a movement or it's a, a, a load issue you're you're you know you're loading too fast too soon or or increase in mileage if you're a runner whatever that is a chronic injury especially the longer that you have it the more complicated it gets because psychology starts playing such psychology and brain plasticity and what i mean by brain plasticity is literally like connections in your brain change because of that chronic exposure to a painful stimulus. So I think another thing that I spoke about in that podcast that I find super interesting is, um, Cap, what was it called? I'm so glad you're here. The plastic, when the brain changes in plasticity, representation. Representation. Yeah, smudging. Yeah. <laughs> smudging. Yeah, literally smudging. That's, that's what it's called? Smudge. I never heard that. So, what does and, it mean? What's, I, a I smudge, What's a brain smudge? I didn't know that this was an actual thing that was studied. So, I told uh, Ian the other day, we were doing a deadlift session here in the garage, and I was like, dude, the distance that the bar has to travel today is literally infinitely longer. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like I'm standing on an eight-inch deficit. <laughs> well, were you doing conventional? No. Sumo. The heel, the the distance felt more and the weight felt heavier. And that's a smudging in my brain. Oh. Yeah. It's bizarre. I feel, I feel off balance. Sometimes when I do that lift, I feel totally off. Like my, I'm, I don't feel this, like the same Steffi Cohen as a year and a half ago when I would deadlift and it would feel effortless. Mm -hmm. Remember I used to tell you, I would hit, I hit 547 in the cage and I was like it was heavy but it was easy mm-hmm. it felt natural the movement just kind of came to me oh. and now it feels so m- much more difficult and cumbersome it's like a huge kind of like mountain every time I have to deadlift Gosh. it's interesting what have you been working mm-hmm. on to overcome the smudging so you know what up until that conversation I was still kind of stuck on the idea that it had to be physical it had to be a result of me not knowing how to train myself for my age or for my training experience, me thinking that I need to change up my training, add more sessions, remove more sessions, add more load, remove more load, add more variability, reduce more variability. So that's kind of where my head was going to. And then I spoke to him and, and just realized that, that the issue is in my brain essentially. Hmm. And so his suggestion was to, because for the last year I've been just removing, removing training sessions, removing deadlift sessions, removing weight, 
for the last year. So I've pretty much been deconditioning for an entire year. And I mean, you saw today, obviously I had a huge weight cut, but that is a huge discrepancy in strength, especially in my squat and my deadlift. My bench was, I mean, eight kilos less, which for a weight cut, a weight cut like yeah, the one I usually did. Usually the bench is the one that gets the it's pretty It's, it's worst, pretty right? okay. Yeah. But my squat is 35 kilos less than my best squat. And my deadlift is like 40 something. Hmm. Yeah. 40 yeah, something. But I mean, sure but also the the no no but where i was going to was that it's a result of deconditioning and a result of me removing training sessions and where i was going to was his advice was actually to increase my training frequency to a point of <coughs> doing two two deadlift sessions in a day mm -hmm. squatting every day deadlifting every day doing all the movements that are that are that are painful but to the tolerance that you currently have mm -hmm. so instead of what I was doing was, okay, I'm going to deadlift every 10 days, you know, to let my back recover because the load was too much for my yeah. tissues to handle. So I would deadlift every 10 days or I wouldn't deadlift for an entire month because my back was hurting. Right. Oh, so I was oh. essentially perpetuating that pain cycle by hmm. not doing it and not doing it and pushing it away. So his approach is quite, it's the complete opposite. Now I'm supposed, and, and I'm going to start doing it because I really trust his judgment and his knowledge. So his advice was, you know, squat, squat and deadlift every day. Wow. Morning, afternoon. Mm -hmm. What if you hold a Salem witch trials in your head for the negative thoughts about deadlifting? You know, like burn them, burn them at, <laughs> just burn them just at hang, the stake. Yeah, burn them, at, no, burn them at the stake. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that too. Hey, but today was today was <laughs> draw a, a hangman on a, a win for you. Yeah, hold on. Let's, we should we should brag on you for a minute because yeah. what yeah. you did was pretty cool. You broke the all-time world record squat with your opener and your second attempt. You broke the all-time world record deadlift twice, and you broke the total all-time world record. And the deadlift that you hit was the most you've hit in a while. You yeah. You've been able to hit that in training in the gym. Yeah. You haven't really gone above 180. Yeah. Once you get to 180, it's you kind of locks up. You kind of shut down a little bit. And that 205 was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. That was the best deadlift deadlifting in a long technically time. technically looked very off compared to how you usually pull. I was heavy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was heavy, but it's because you haven't touched that in a while. But that yeah. two hundred five was a win. Yeah. yeah well, you you were even saying you, that your two hundred five felt have, like yeah. you felt like it was hard, and it looks super easy. Yeah. You're just not used to that. Like with you, my nervous system is like not just not, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly not firing in all cylinders. But anyway, when's the nervous system really fired? You know what I mean? <laughs> Should be firing all the time. I mean, ours was. Not, it doesn't seem like ours was during training at all. Three <laughs> weeks out, I lost my nervous Dude, system. Dude, Juju and I would go into a training session. We both look at each other, and it's like we were sixteen and going through puberty, and just <laughs> depressed as shit. Right? We would. We both were like so angsty. Well, you know what? That's where things get difficult. That even though you guys are lucky to have each other as training partners, mm -hmm. you only have each other. That's true. So if you're both down, that is true. There's no bring it up from that brother. There's yeah. no, there's no Alex Usler hype man. There to fucking no, there was nothing. get you guys out of that shit. Make sure to hype each other up, but you really just want to kill each other. But sometimes right? we actually we were both not happy about the training session and not happy about doing it. But then one of us would perform, and the other would kind of help the other person along. Even though it was like we we didn't believe in ourselves, but we believed in each other. Yeah, you know, and, you know what's interesting? People in you two, you say powerlifting's not a sport. Some people say powerlifting is not a sport. Some people say powerlifting is really easy, but they're not taking into account those uh, variables. Yeah. 
that go into powerlifting, right? I mean, the monotony of lifting, having to lift every day, the responsibility of having to hit certain percentages and having to progressively overload over time Mm -hmm. and the psychological aspects that come with it, then Mm -hmm. the physiological aspects that come with it, feeling drained, feeling not yourself emotionally Mm -hmm. and like in your head, it's crazy, right? Then not even counting cutting weight, if Mm -hmm. that's going to play a role. Like I sat eight hours in a sauna. You have to be a special kind of person to be able to do that and then not drink any water and not eat anything in over 24 hours. Right. Those are all all things that. And there's another layer to it, too. I think when people say like powerlifting is, quote unquote, easy, it's equally easy for everyone doing that activity. And that's what makes it a difficult sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but But I mean, also, it's like. Look at look at some of the professional football players. It's so easy for them. It just comes naturally, you know. No, it's but it's not. That's I'm well. not talking about the subjective the subjectiveness of a sport. To some people, something to uh, Tiger Woods golf. I bet you is so easy, right? But that doesn't right. define the sport. That no, defines his right, subjective right. experience about the sport. Definitely. But, but there's a lot of traditional ball sports that are more subjectively judged on your daily performance. Powerlifting is super objective. Yeah. Like considering all the numbers involved, right? Even golf has more numbers than uh, American football. You go to practice and you're like, well, I've been missing all these balls today. I counted 67 today and I missed 70 yesterday. Uh, You know, like nobody does that. No, there are other aspects that you're being, uh, uh, that you're being judged on. Yeah. So the, the things that would make something easy or more difficult are things like, I don't know, speed, accuracy, skill. What else? Uh, the speed. Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A mil- there's a million things. But those things yeah. are actually inherent in the lifts themselves as well. You just can't see them. There's yeah, nuances. Right. There's balance. I've, I, I fell backwards on my second squat today. I was having right. trouble balancing for some reason. I don't know why. But I mean, there's and there's speed. You got to know when to do the speed. You know, you know, you got to be patient when you do a sumo deadlift. Mm-hmm. You know, I just learned how to do a proper sumo deadlift us six weeks ago or something. You know, it's just like it's so damn slow off the floor. You just got to be patient. And then it starts to move. You know yeah. what I mean? There's patience well, there. There's a lot of aspects. It's not just strength. And the, you know? the, the ways to get ahead in powerlifting, the minutia of everyday life, of eating properly, sleeping properly, mm-hmm. doing all these things. It's, it's not a sport where you can sort of like genetics obviously play a huge role, but it's not a sport where you can just rely on on skill. Okay, like yeah, I'm over the topic. How's Grip Genie doing? <laughs> grip Genie? Yeah. Wow. Oh, damn. We're out wow. of powerlifting. We're cut off. Oh. <laughs> we left it. Yeah, I was yeah. Totally Wait, hold on. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into Grip Genie, Grip and Rip. Oh, this <laughs> thing. Yeah. What's up with that? Um, You know. <laughs> grip and Rip is. <laughs> well, I think. Grip and Rip is a tattoo but, Tom has yeah. on his arm. I have a tattoo on my arm that says Grip and Rip because. Well, the things that you do in videos, you know, sometimes I do dumb things in videos that I wouldn't do in real life yeah. just because uh, it's in a video and we get paid for it. Why didn't you, know? you get on your butt cheek or something? Well, well, it's not the same. It's not the same because this is armor wrestling about tattoo. Gripping. Ah. Yeah. You know, it's about gripping and this is the forearms, the, the gripping thing. It's also applicable to Yo, your nails look ratchet, by the way. They're horrible right now. <laughs> I painted ratchet. them. I know Shame I painted them, but I didn't, I, I didn't do, I know I didn't do the uh, remover on them. I didn't do the remover. Yeah, he's a man's man. Yeah. I was just going to let him ch- just chip off, you know? Isn't that how you do it? That's bullshit. You can okay. do that. Well, next <laughs> yeah. time you're going to see, I'm going to have like some pastel colors. Yeah. And- you and Matt Vincent. He does the toes. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Always. Nice. Toes always looking. Yeah. I've been seen the one walking fresh. on the treadmill for four for hours. Yeah. 13 miles. Yeah. I think he's doing five miles minimum a day. Jesus. Wait, he did 13 miles yesterday. What? 13. 
He was at the gym just walking on the Yeah, no, I saw. Yeah, well, five five is his minimum, but he's training for like a hundred kilometer uh, ruck. Okay, <sighs> that's awful. Yeah. Why? Because he was also going to train to do this meet. Then I guess he decided I'm just going to walk my life away instead. Apparently, <laughs> no. Jesus. Well, he's had so many surgeries, yeah, uh, and you yeah, know what? Like yeah. that guy's been strong his whole life. Very, very True. strong. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we get it. we get it. You got nothing to prove at this point. He won the Highland Games twice. He's obviously a very good strength athlete. It's like, all right, go for your walk. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. But go we on. get bad tattoos sometimes. <laughs> In videos, was that your worst? Is that your worst tattoo? Uh, No, this one's phallic. You know, it's kind of got like a dick vibe on it. Oh shit! I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What? You never seen that? Yeah, but I thought it was just a bicycle with flowers. It took me a year. No, I didn't actually. As well, really, you didn't realize that you tattooed a dick on yourself. No. Was the tattoo artist punking you? I, you know, I hope she wasn't. Hey, do you have a friend who went? Hold on, hold on. I'm shocked right now. <laughs> what? What? Someone drew a penis on your arm. I don't mean, not realize. No, I didn't it's realize. Facing you. It's not even. I mean, if I if you show it to me like this, it looks like, that's like a penis. If, you look at it yeah. before, if I'm looking yeah, at it, it looks, looks more of a cock. Artwork. Yeah. Get penis. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's just it's. You want to yeah. show it to the There's camera? There's vines on the penis. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's an important question. Is there meaning in it? Yes, there is. What? I, I I planted. I biked around Europe you planted for three your seed. months, and I planted. I mean, I planted my seed among many things, but I also planted <laughs> a seed, a uh, vegetable seed, in front of famous monuments. Okay, so it's like why? Because I fucking wanted to. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me. I just wanted to. That's do it. why. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, it was just uh, d- that was when I first started doing videos. What, 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 what was the what, so what was the idea behind amazing. that? It was grill gardening, and then I made videos about it for a company and and myself. Ah, I made gotcha. a documentary. So okay, walk me through this. So then you went to the tattoo shop, and yep. you were like, "Yo, I've been gardening all over the place, planting my seeds." Yes. And she's like, "I know what you're gonna get." She and didn't. then he drew a bicycle with a penis. Necess- <laughs> I didn't necessarily ask for the penis part. <laughs> the phallic nature of it but it did turn into a but phallic thing how, how, when did you realize it? Wow. um i didn't realize it I, a few people i had um relationships with started realizing it and they they were they, they made comments about it you know like that looked phallic and i started <laughs> i kind of like tuned it out for a bit and then i just kind of accepted, kind of it. accepted it yeah yes. one yeah. last comment before we move on from mm-hmm. this is that clearly looks like the head of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and two big balls. I mean, really big balls. No, it's that a, it's on the top. Yeah, it's not Straight a fl- up That's the seed. Yeah. And it's the seed, too. I mean, there's a seed. Wow. Wow. They, that, there's some symbolism. Yeah. Uh, there's in there. a lot of symbolism. Amazing. Uh, but hold on. I want to hear the story of the grip and rip. Because you grip started rip. telling it earlier, but you didn't finish it. It's no, this is just. It's it's just Devin and oh, I. Man, Devin was here for a video. I know this was. Devin, was Devin and I, we were doing a video, Juju, Devin, and I, in front of uh, a tattoo exhibition. And Devin Larrett wanted to get a tattoo, the first in his life. He's. What is he, 48, 6, 45? <laughs> he's like 45. Yeah, he's 46, still a kid, though. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to get a tattoo on his on his uh, finger that of said turn what? and burn. Turn and burn. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and then I got grip and Did rip. Did you get one that said him. over the top? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> yeah. No? 
No. Yeah. That's rare to nowadays. I know. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. What? You're good. I'm you okay. Yeah. Him and his wife do not have tattoos. But that was at a tattoo convention. You look very right? It was. So you Thank walk you. up to a booth. Yep. And I just you drew. You paid was, like 300 bucks for it. I know. I paid $20 for it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that convention yeah. artist was desperate. Yeah, for dude. I think, um, <laughs> well, I tagged him in an Instagram story. He okay. for sure reused yeah. that needle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a bunch um, of times. Yeah. There you go. Clout Yeah, yeah. Clout shopping. But I, uh, yeah, we did. We just got these together, and then I was gonna do something around it. Just never got around to it, you know. I haven't uh, expanded upon it. Oh, you got time? I do. I've all my life. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we didn't have time during this powerlifting prep, though, to do anything. <laughs> powerlifting, six-hour six workouts. No. Yeah, getting stronger takes a lot of time. Not it just does. in the gym, but outside the gym. Getting a tattoo is a big deal. I don't. I like. I'd like to be the person that just goes in, gets a Mickey Mouse on their dick or something. But I, I can't do that. You know. So what's okay. stopping you? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not. It's. It's actually. It was a monetary thing before. I've told this to John before. Mm. Like I have enough money to buy fucking tattoos. But I don't want to spend money on tattoos. Mm. I don't know. I don't really spend money on anything. So it's kind of a weird mental block. What I about- asked someone recently who has really, really cool tattoos, a sleeve, how much he paid for it. And he said, what did he say? 60 grand? No, 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 no. I know who you're talking about. He's, 100 grand? Uh, no, 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 no. He's only at about 20. He's 20, 20 grand? Still, I mean- he, my, he, because the artist he goes to, he pays the, the regular industry rate. The regular industry rate for a high-level artist... Uh, they usually pay for a day rate, and it's usually about three grand a day. Oh, tattoo you about ten or twelve hours. I paid three grand a day for each session on my arms, but my artist is a fast artist, so he did my arms in about one arm was about three days, one was about two and a half days. So, how much is your body worth? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so my how much arms, is your skin worth? <laughs> one of my arms was about like seven grand, eight grand, which is standard for a sleeve. But he is up to, um, I think, five or six full days at three grand. And he still has about five or six more full days to complete his sleeve. But that's just because that artist is like one of those. He's an amazing artist. Wait, whose sleeve? Huh? Pass. Oh yeah! Oh I, yeah. okay. I thought you still had work. I'm like, no, where, no, no, where no, no, are no, they no. going to put yeah, anything so on he's, you? He's, 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 got, he's, he's got nothing up his here. His sleeve is going to yeah. do the math. About ten sessions of about ten hours. About hundred hours for sleep. That's that's almost unheard of. But the guy who he gets tattooed by is amazing. But he's just like literally like super slow, and meticulous. Oh, he's perfect. Like that. Well, I mean, it's your skin. You yeah, only but get I mean, one set of skin. You don't necessarily need to be that slow when you tattoo. Uh, it, it should it should not be that slow. That guy has a whole thing though, right? Like he, he talks yes. and he smokes. Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah. It's like a, a yeah. whole bro. I went I went there. recently and got tattooed in uh, in New York. It was my first time going to New York, and I got uh, I had a threesome. I got double. Part of me. I had Excuse two, you? two dudes, one guy. Whoa! I had two guys tattoo me at once. Relax, guys. Oh, that's cool. I had two dudes tattoo me at once. Nice. One of them is the guy Carl, who did both my arms, who I've gotten tattooed by many yeah. times. And the other guy is this guy Paul Booth, who's a legend. He's been tattooing since the '80s. He owns a shop there in Las Vegas. If if anyone it, it, listening wants to get tattooed by him, they won't be able to. Like he's so exclusive, like it's impossible to get in with him. And uh, does everyone get I, enough attention in the threesome? Huh? Does everyone have enough attention? Is there any problem? Paul, Paul is like in his 60s, so Ooh. he has some performance issues. Yeah. <laughs> it was very interesting. Is he, is he really that old, though? Yeah. Oh, hey, wow. That dude's the 80s. Yeah. Wow. True. He's like super burnt out. He would just like get up 
<laughs> he's an idiot. Scare old? off in a corner. It was like it was scary. Oh His shock was, it, was, it, was ter- it was really terrifying. What was, what was your impression when you walked in there? You're like, this guy's gonna work on me for oh, ten I, hours. I knew who he was. I knew who he was. But it's so scary. The only way I got in is because like, Carl, who's been tattooing me for years, knows him, and they both wanted to do a collaboration together. Oh, gotcha. wow. but I literally went in, and don't ask me how much I paid because it was you know an orgy. Yeah. these aren't cheap. No, and. Um, I said, just do whatever you want. You wanted, is, did you want to do bold. whatever you wanted? Yeah, that's that's what the, when you go to guys like that, you literally just say, "Here's my skin." Wow, you didn't have yeah. any needs. Yeah, nothing. Cool. That's wild. Yeah. That's a lot of trust to put in somebody. Yeah. Did they draw anything phallic? <laughs> That's a real I, question. I, I, I really, I, I, I is there a little penis on your arm? Or I willingly have penises tattooed on me. You do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has I like Greek demons like, all over me. Oh. Demons I have like gates of hell, and they're butt naked. Yeah, they're like little 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 micro weens. This, this guy right there. See him on his pedestal. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Uh, I mean, but that doesn't. Count. But it's artistic. It's like holy shit, Alex. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never seen your butt. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's like it's like any art, though. You know, what's it called? What David? statue or yeah this, this is all from oh Dante's Inferno yeah. and Paradise Lost it's all old old huh. artwork do you know Runa Alex Brody? I just remembered something that we haven't spoken about it's <laughs> fucking hilarious oh fuck remember one time oh, oh my god no oh, fuck. oh no <laughs> remember one time oh my god <laughs> what's you happening you sent me a of you lying down in your bed with your butt out <laughs> I see a picture of my butt yeah. What the fuck? By, was it by accident? I did. It was yeah. by accident, right? No, it wasn't by accident. When was that? <laughs> he sent it to me and Jilly. <laughs> you took a picture of your butt? Yeah. You sent a butt picture? Was, was it tattooed? Yeah, tattooed. It was like my tattooed butt. Yeah. He was like... that. What was this, like five, six years ago? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly uh, wish I still had that picture. Oh, hey, dig, dig far enough back somewhere in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you can find anything in the cloud yeah. real quick, actually. Yeah. That cloud is dangerous, am I right? Mm, no, not really. Depends what you're putting up there, I guess. People claim that their cloud gets hacked. Really? Yeah, but it's probably people who have passwords like password. Maybe. You know, or stuff Spaceship like that. Spaceship. Yeah. One. <laughs> I love powerlifting. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, real. Stuffy, did you sharpen this pencil before? Give me or, that. Is this, like or is it brand? You sharpen this? Do you have, you have a pencil sharpener teeth. in this well, house? Well, we haven't talked, Electric, we talked briefly, but briefly about the meat. But come on. Manual. Like, what do you guys think? You, you guys have been to another powerlifting meet, but looking from the outside in, how do you think today, yesterday went? What was your impressions? Suck up to me a little bit. Oh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> Get out no. of here. The meat aspect. Your meat was great. I just don't like powerlifting meats. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. as a competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither do I. That's why I don't compete. Really, as a competitor, yeah. I love them. No, as a spectator, not as much. No, I don't like any aspect of them to be honest. Really? Yeah, your guys is at least was an enjoyable environment. Everybody's like, fucking, I don't know, happy and shit. But uh, the, the the rest of the I don't know the powerlifting meat is just like. Da-doink, da-doink, da-doink. There's no unexpected, right? There's no turns and twists, right? It was like, yeah, somebody, Jamal Brown, can do some fucked up, insane deadlift, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the fact is, he's still going to put a left and a right on that deadlift bar and and try to lift it up, you know? Right. I, mean, I go to a, uh, a strongman event, like, Hathor Bjornsson is going to pick up a fucking anchor and he could die. You know, <laughs> an anchor. Yeah, an anchor. Yeah, an anchor. An anchor of land. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's not just strong, man. I, I maybe I'm. Uh, I'm. 
exaggerating my dislike of powerlifting meets, but it's just uh, it's not my cup of tea, I guess. You're well. You look. Hey, this okay, was right, nice. Moving on. Moving on. Dude, yeah. What do you think, dude? I was impressed about how everything <laughs> was on time. Yeah, that's rare in powerlifting. It is very rare in powerlifting. Uh, yeah. I it was good. It was a bit nerve wracking to time things, though. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so this meet, I was the meet director. It was, you know, kind of my show. And uh, to, not to toot my own horn, I fucking crushed it because very few meets <laughs> that you go to will things end as timely as they did, start mm-hmm. as timely as they did, go so seamless, seamlessly. And this is only my second powerful meet that I've ran on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is like better than 90% of the powerful meets you will ever go to. That's true. And anyone anyone will, will vouch that as well. Um, but where was I going with this? You're asking you're asking their opinion of, of just meets in general and he was saying that it was Oh, oh you you being kind of clueless, Me. right? So I, I'm I was essentially your coach leading up to this meet. Yeah. I had fucking sixteen people competing this weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. Most people don't even take that many people to a meet in general. Usually you take four or five people, you coach them all day and you're exhausted from that. You yeah. know what I mean? I told all my athletes who were signing up for this meet, I'm like, I love you guys. If you decide to do this meet, I'm a meet director first. I'm not your coach today. Mm-hmm. You know I didn't I mean? expect you to help me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wish it was I a nice, It was a nice because you did. You were help a me. little bit clueless in some aspects, but that's to be. Expected. But that was just was not. That was not meet. a power of to me. Sometimes just misses things, you know. <laughs> I mean, we a couple times we loaded stuff that a few was it two weeks out. You did like way too much weight twice. What what, what happened? Like forty pounds yeah. over. I don't. I don't remember. He was like forty pounds over. He's like, oh shit! I think I just did five ninety five when I was supposed to do five sixty five. Did it twice. <laughs> Yeah, but I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. But no, it was like the timing. I think that was the, the stressful part for me was just the timing. And, yeah. And it, all it, that. It, once you know, you know, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. It's like second nature. You're like, okay, the next flight is beginning. I'm in that flight. They're just starting these attempts. Mm-hmm. I should probably hit this warm up when they're here. This warm up yeah. when they're here. This warm up when they're here. This warm up when you're here. But like if you're someone brand new going into a powerlifting meet, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, yeah. it's hard to know. Well, I never, I never adapted because it's like I, I look at a spreadsheet and there'd be like three names at the bottom. I didn't realize, oh, those guys dropped out and they're not yeah. in front that, of you. That I'm does. Like, oh, you're next, Juju. Like, what the hell? There's that three guys here. Everyone up also when people only will take one and then pull out and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but they're so still on the sheet. From, they thought, okay, this is a 15 person uh, flight. You know, it's 45 minutes for this flight, and then a bunch of people back out, and now it reduces seven, eight, nine minutes off the flight. And messes up your warm up times, right? But mm-hmm. those are, you know, things we can't control. Yeah. Variables. But um, have you ever done a weightlifting meet? No. Because by comparison, a powerlifting meet is extremely easy to follow along with. And that, I think, is why my background helping run those weightlifting meets has me, like, sure. on a different kind of caliber when it comes to running these meets. Because running weightlifting meets is really difficult and we're making things run yeah, yeah. time. Well, people are trying to correctly. mess with you the whole time. Even at local meets. The weightlifting so meets? Yeah, because it, the bar goes up in order of weight regardless uh-huh. of what your attempts are. So say, say you know, you have a 50 kilo, 55 and 60 kilo attempts for your snatch, for example. <laughs> you might do all three of those attempts before I come out to do my first attempt, which is 70 kilos if it's heavier. Right. You know, but people will also try to mess you up if you're competing for positions. You know, someone will put a fake weight in 
So, to, to, so you think you have all this extra time and then mess with your warm up and bump it mm-hmm. up ahead of whatever that attempt is. And now all of a sudden you're due on the platform. So you never actually, you never know your actual order like appropriately. Damn. So I would really hate yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a lot more complicated. Gosh. Are you glad you're not doing that anymore? It was actually really weird for me to get used to because because it worked that, when you went to powerlifting. <laughs> well, no, in powerlifting, I, I was used to taking like one, two minute breaks. You yeah, know? same and in the, training. And, and then it's like I had to wait for twenty minutes to, to yeah. do an, a second attempt. I'm mm-hmm. like, the first few meets I did, I had to go in the back room and and do extra, like basically re warm up again to do my second attempt, right. re warm again to do my third because right. I was used to always being warm in weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a it's a weird process, a weird a weird transition. Also, in like the doting, you know, there's like people doting on you. What's doting? Like doting, you know, it's Juju's doting on me. There's a coach doting on me. There's another person have, doting on Is that a real word? Doting, means- doting. Doting. The, the person is attending to you. You know, they're like, ah, do you need anything? Do you need some water? Do you, there's something happening oh, you here. Don't do you don't like need- that? No, I don't. It's just what? like, I don't want people paying attention to me. Just let me do my do my thing, well, you know? You're out of meat. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's the, the thing. But like you never like, said anything about everybody's it. Everybody's like, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be rude. God, dude. Bro, you know how many no. people fucking doted me this weekend? Can I help you with anything? Yeah, no, dude. you don't know how to help me with this. <laughs> yeah, or else you'd be running a fucking meat. Right. Alex. Wow. Tough crowd. Right. They're saying things to be nice. Right. That's fine. Yeah, but. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, but then if they did The only person who never asked me that this entire weekend was Garrett. Because he just knew what to do, right? Everyone's like, how can I help? You can't. You can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but then if they don't ask you if they can help with something, then I you'll be like, them. you know, everyone, no one wanted to help me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's no pleasing you. You're a tough crowd. Yeah. Like yeah. It's tough. It's like tough. secret resentment. And there are so many yeah. things that it's like, they can't help <laughs> At the end of the day, it's kind of no. It kind of is just up to me. It's it's hard to delegate certain things to get done right. But no, whatever, I am just kind of controlling in that sense. No, it's just a lot of attention, and then, and there's a lot of attention when you're standing on the platform, and you know, just, I like yeah, other yeah. things in life. Hey, well, I like how you embrace the whole powerlifting look. You grew the whole beard out. Oh, you fucking dark. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I I I need to shave the beard immediately though. I'm Why? feeling homeless. No, it looks good on you. Look at it, right? It's it just it's a lot of pubes, dude. I think like, you, look at you got pretty good He's coverage. He's got like less pubes. You've got less pubes. You got less pubes. These are like pubes going on me. You know? Matt, did you have a thing? I wish I. No, had yeah, you have a good beard. Give yourself some credit. Thank you. I think you should keep it. But you, I have to trim it all the time. It's <laughs> nah, a good beard. Dude. But it's just uh, I really embraced the powerlifting. I was trying to be a, a real powerlifter. And yeah. I, but I like training powerlifting. It's just the meat atmosphere was just a little, a little much to do, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, you, to you each put, their own. Yeah, you, you you bulked up for this too, no? Yeah, I got pudgy. Bulking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like 192. What were you, what were you before? I was 165. <laughs> wow. I was 165 in September, and I was running a lot. We were both running a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a seven minute mile or something. Yeah, you did seven minute mile, dude. Can you see that? Yeah, is that Two good? I only crazy. know metric system. Uh, seven minute, seven minute. Uh, two one point six kilometer. Sorry, when did you do that? <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, s- yeah. September. September. Yeah, this September. This seven minute mile. We had a Brooks running sponsorship. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And video. I was like, I was like, I, I kind of want to do this for real. Yeah, I dude. actually want to do it. We didn't fake it. We didn't fake the sponsorship. No, we didn't fake the sponsorship. Your knees hurt. 
when I was running? Yeah. Not at all. No. Sick. No, not it at all. It was super cool. Yeah. The, the running felt really healthy mm-hmm. as well. Like, really. The running feels healthy, eh? It does. When you get good at it, yeah. It yeah. does. I went on a mile run the other day and I felt so nice. You do. You're just high Wait, as shit. Yeah. Brooks is still a company. Yeah. Brooks running shoes. Yeah. Really? They're doing really good. They make yeah. good shoes too. Awesome. Product wow. blog, Brooks running shoes. Ian, you for sure have yeah, yeah, Phantom. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, you oh, would be. Oh, I'm on my Vivo life. <laughs> Vivo. Get out of here. Oh, God. Go away. Barefoot Contessa over Honestly, here, dude. Right a cookbook. Oh, nah, those Does are Does anyone wear the barefoot shoes? No, everyone is talking over everyone. Yeah, he used to. Yeah, he stopped. That's supposed to go. Yeah, it is. It is. Steffi, tell us about the race of Starbucks. The racist Starbucks? In your house. Because <laughs> this, this house is Chris Leo Because this house is big enough to have some sort of uh, chain restaurant in it. You have <laughs> Bo's Cafe. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. This house is like, you guys were filming a podcast in this fucking mansion, dude. Honestly, <laughs> like the, every time Steffi looks at me, I feel less... More poor and less rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steffi's like, hey, Tom, do you want a spoon for that ground beef? I'm like, oh, sure. She's like, oh, silver or gold? <laughs> oh Jesus yeah. Christ, Steffi. And then she's like, oh, why not? Let's do platinum today. Uh, yeah. It's, but it's, it's really beautiful. And I'm so glad for you guys. Your house is yeah. awesome. Is this so your dream glad. house? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's my dream house. I mean, yeah. yeah. I would hope that you would have said yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna feel really poor too. <laughs> it's like, nah, this is just a, this is just a stepping stone. A you know? Wait, is this on camera? House getting built. Can you see this Christ thing over here, dude? You I saw it too. I saw you're it too. I didn't like see Jesus Christ. Yeah, it looks like Jesus, dude. You're on the cross. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You're on the cross. I, I saw it. Say, dude. <laughs> you just wait, wait, but that, that's like this, though. It's a powerlifting cast, dude. Come on. Blood coming down. Yeah. Wait, now I can't unsee it. Yeah, it's kind of like the penis tattoo. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Where's Mel Gibson at, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't Hold see on. that before? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. No, I thought he looked like... um. Uh, you said it looked like Steve Gentile in that. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of looks like Steve Gentile. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? He's like, I'm thirsty. Steve Gentile? <laughs> like, Do you see it? No, Gentile. Do you see it, Garrett? I see it all. Uh, That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my fucking dude, man. <laughs> but. Uh, I like Jesus. We, I look like Jesus. Thank you. Hey, it's not a bad thing. Steffi, do you do a? I heard you do a, a Florida man thing at this in this podcast. Hold on, I yeah, have yeah. one more question though. So I'm not going to ask Tom first because God is going to get depressing. <laughs> oh, so I'm not depressing. Okay, no, yeah, would, you, would you ever do another powerlifting meet? Yeah, absolutely. Just not now. Yeah. yeah next year. Next time we show down. Yeah. I think powerlifting meets are for wintertime when you get fat and bulk up Fuck in your yeah. weight class. I'm sorry you had to cut for this one. as a miserable experience, but no you, you just go up like a bunch of weight classes and break another. <laughs> That's what I want to do like, next. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah do that. Yeah. That'll be fun. Won't it? You yeah. Just, uh, 160. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. Dude, you're gonna be like beefcake. I would look straight like a grape vineyard. Grape vineyard. Yeah, you look like the blueberry girl. You weighed 165 pounds. Can you imagine? My God. At five. I don't even know if you could. No. All right. Is that a challenge? Don't even. Dude, Dude, she'd have to like fucking have a huge belly and shit. Yeah. Maybe I'll grow huge 
huge quads like Ian's. That's what I'm saying. Your you quads were huge. Quads. Quads. Huh? You, you couldn't walk. You already have quads. huge quads. You have proportionally humongous You'd have quads. You carry it all I in just... your butt and your neck. No, <laughs> it's growing my quads. I'm telling you. Steffi has no it's neck. All going your quads. It just goes quads. In huge all traps. quads. <laughs> That'd be cool. That is amazing. Uh, see, you're, my answer's going to surprise you, little baby. I didn't uh, ask you anything. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do one. I'll do yeah? one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but I will do it at a. Let's a just lighter. wait till next what year. What a okay, fucking masochist. I'm gonna, he says yeah. he fucking hates it, everything about it, but he's going to do it again. Yeah, because uh, I, you, you know, you can't do one and be like, oh, you got to do two. <laughs> and then that is when you can decide if you really don't like it. If, you, like, if you don't like it Agreed. two times in a row, then that's bad. But yeah, uh, I'll do no, it again. I, I do. I haven't competed in over a year and a half now. I did a bench only meet. Aren't you pre- prepping for a I sent meet? it to myself. I've been, I prepped for a couple meets and I had to pull out because how bad my knees got. I no, I mean, right now you're prepping. No, I'm not. Well, then why are you posting your Instagram stories with like week seven, blah, 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 I'm blah, blah. Just, it's, a, it's a training log. It's just a training block. Because for the longest still time, I didn't really keep program. myself accountable. You don't keep writing. track of the weeks, do you? I didn't keep myself accountable writing a good yes. like formal training block for myself. And I kind of trained intuitively. So, so why not bench it. only? Because that's not a meet. It's not a meet. Yeah. Look, who just push, dude. Just yeah. I did do bench only a couple months back. Yeah, okay, I did. Yeah, there we I, go. I had okay. 507. I benched 500 comp officially. But I want to do an actual powerlifting meet again. Yeah. And I'm feeling healthy. You know, I say that I'm not going to. Maybe this year. Maybe okay. this year will be the year. Nice. You know what you should do? You should run a meet and compete in it. <laughs> that's well, something and no that's my done. favorite question I've gotten just all weekend. So you're competing also? I'm like, yeah. And then this thing is just going to run itself. But you should right? actually do it somehow. Dude, you just need, one, you just need one of these headsets. Well, if I had, if I had, oh, if I had three Garrett's, I could do that. We can make that happen. Yeah, what are you saying? One's not enough? One Garrett's not enough? I think one Garrett's enough. Garrett, Garrett, one Garrett's more Garrett than is enough. not a guest on this podcast. He was a podcast on our last guest, but he is in this room. Sorry. And huge shout out to him. He was so helpful this weekend with everything. That was awesome. Thanks. Yeah. What if you had headsets for the loaders and they look like a pit crew, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would move everything like fast. That. Yo, that would be Just so sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, headsets that need gloves. Ooh. Okay, you know f- about crazy things. Just one Yo, thing you know before crazy? Man. No, I no, just no, no. Realized, <laughs> like I was touching my form earlier and it hurts really bad, right? It was because I had to catch a thousand pound squat that the guy missed and he like bruised my forearm. Yo, I just oh, wouldn't I do that. Whoa, huh? I just won't spot that. Well, well, well we had oh, to we had spot to. it and I didn't trust someone I didn't trust the 165 yeah, pound kids I mean, that we had. That's why I tapped crazy. in yeah, and yeah. Dan Bell tapped in. You know what I mean? <laughs> that guy, so. well, honestly, the spotters did a great job. They literally saved that guy's life no, twice today. I did. And Dan Bell did. Uh, Me and Dan Bell Dude, saved his I'm life. You twice. did not hold 500 pounds in your one arm. There was like eight people on that platform um, saving that guy's life. Motherfucker. Yeah, I fucking benched it up back uh, in the rack. Go yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay, pardon me. So let's talk about something relevant before we end up with the most relevant thing, which is Florida Man's story. But before that, mm-hmm. tell us like how's life been going with like Grip Genie and your YouTube videos? Yeah, now the meat's done. What do you guys have planned? I don't know. I'm going to have a whole lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there goes my attempt at talking about something serious. Right? Oh, we're talking about uh, serious? You and me are married. I was going to go to therapy, too. All right. Married life. Juju is married. He has a house now. Let's, let's That's give, amazing. Let's give a, let's we all bought houses like within a couple months. Yeah, we did. We did. We all got houses. Yeah. We're like closing yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. You're next soon. Oh, we're looking oh, for a house oh, for Thomas. Thomas. Thomas wants one silver Lifelong partners, dude. Yeah. Babies. None of those. But he has a house. Okay. I mean, uh, you have a, 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 a Three wife. acres. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, dope. a bunch of land that's actually useful. Okay. Less personal, more business. Right. Oh, yeah. business. Um, Group Genie is going to be at the Arnold Fitness Exposition. Where's you guys? Play? What is Group Genie? Uh, I have invested uh, probably like eighty thousand dollars in the Arnold. Uh, really a custom a circus tent. All out. Uh, eighty thousand dollars for the Arnold tent. Yeah, not to, to the, make just a the booth. tent. Not just Into the tent. Booth. Uh, custom Sorry, circus tent. Uh, an island booth. Uh, a lot of products. About measuring tapes. Hey, measuring he's, talk, <laughs> he's talking about us measuring our dicks with our house. Here he is dropping, it, talking about dropping 80k on a booth. Well, I'm just saying how, how uh, it's a, we're putting a lot. Bro, of no, it. no, what you can't afford to get a haircut, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm investing in Arnold, and Arnold invests in me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo! Uh, I'm pumped up. to see that. I want to see what 80k in a, in a booth looks it's like. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, no dense. Where, 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 where are you guys in? Where are you guys in? We are. We have, an, from the animal we have an island next to. <laughs> was the Highland Games or something? We're next to Kaz Coffee. We're next. We're by SPD. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's by. It's one of the main stages, and then we have an island. All right, so. whatever. Come see us at the end. Yeah, we we're don't. Near the we don't share a booth space with anyone. So that's that's the main thing with Scriptini. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're debuting our athletes at the at the con, at, oh, nice. at Arnold. Uh, we have five athletes yet to be named, and then we have. Uh, Can't believe you guys didn't ask me. I'm uh, kidding. Go ahead. Stephanie, uh, I don't do grip stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the crazy thing is, no women do grip stuff. Yeah. So we we can't have. It's crazy. Women. I mean, all women do grip stuff. Am I right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Literally. That's why we don't need to train it. No, Steph, you understand Steph, what I'm saying? If you start becoming a pro- if you're a professional parachutist, you're okay. in. Huh? If you parachute from yeah. a from a, the sky, yeah, you're in. You're a grip genie athlete. Is okay, that a grip when thing? I do it next year, or next <laughs> we, year, next we wanted week? to yeah. go skydiving, and me, Marcus, yeah, and were both too big. All three, we're all, all three, go skydiving again. To be, to be honest, stuff, you're just a little too expensive for us. Let's be real. We've been to your house. Yeah, you know, you buy your furniture at fucking uh, CB2. You know, uh, Cracker Barrel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, CB2. What's CB2 I is like the no better idea. Cracker Barrel, right? I don't know. Cracker. Uh, Wait, isn't Cracker Barrel a restaurant? Yeah, no, no, like CB. Benny you guys want to see me too? Uh, okay, I don't know uh, what's going on anymore. Uh, okay. Uh, what is right, this? So we bought our furniture at like a You guys a got a sick booth set up. Yes. For Grip right. Genie. Shut up. A sick booth. For Grip Genie. Yeah, we're going to have, yeah, our, uh, we have a very innovative booth set up and I'm not going to tell it because people are going to steal it once they see it at the Arnold. Uh, but it's going to allow anybody who comes to the booth ease of access okay so but i'm not gonna divulge the information i, I anticipate that the arnold's me. only six weeks away i don't think they'll be able to steal your idea in six weeks but i respect no you but know? it's a surprise factor it's a surprise factor. it's a surprise factor it's a surprise factor boys and girls <laughs> yeah Fair i like um, that i really like yeah, that yeah but we we're doing that and then 
Uh, what else in our uh, grip genie has some interesting we have found a resin ba- you know the rock climbing holds mm-hmm. yeah uh they're re- they're based out of uh, made out of resin and we found a u.s based resin manufacturer that makes custom products for us so we're gonna have things like uh, a frying pan uh, a flamingo that you can just grip and pick off the floor and all kinds of weird shit <laughs> so yeah we're gonna he be having that it. and uh and then the youtube uh, I don't know what we're doing. You know, it's been YouTube. interesting because usually with YouTube, uh, the strategy has been you you have guests, yeah, you get a crap ton of videos done, you leak them out, you recover for a week while you're still putting out those videos, you come up with more stuff, and then this series that we've done with the powerlifting has been more a completely different strategy. Yeah. It's been just filming our workouts and getting reconnected with our fans so they can kind of reconnect with us, yeah, instead of just uh, uh, worshiping one of our guests, for example, or. Yeah, so they can worship all us. I'm your guest tomorrow, and you guys are going to worship me. Well, yeah. we'll have. Yeah. Well, we need you for at least a week so we can get nine videos with you. True. Right. Okay, right. So. right. But and this is also we're tired from those videos because we make so many in a day. You guys have been involved in the circus. Oh, yeah. We make so many like day five and in two days with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the editing, standard. The making videos that makes us tired, but the process of the powerlifting prep made us tired. So it was like a different uh, thing. Different stimulus. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna prep for Arnold. Probably do some stuff at Arnold. Uh, Judy is gonna be in the <coughs> VIP <coughs> area, and you can pay thirty dollars for a photo of him <coughs> uh, if you want to go there uh, with Arnold. And do you know how much? Th- Ar- can I say how much Arnold charges for a photo? You can. How much? Well, three fifty. Three hundred fifty dollars. Come on. Photo. Yeah. Yeah. I got one for free. Yeah, one. Same. One photo. I you owe him three fifty dollars then. Oh that wasn't God. What's his Venmo? Sorry, Arnold, I didn't mean to uh-huh. steal it. Literally like a meet and greet line that all these people prepay and they get in the line. Yeah, it's just VIP like, line. Yeah. How do you how do you, did, you did they ask you? two seconds? Yeah. Yeah, they asked I uh am helping the Arnold production company make better meat or expo videos because they usually just film vitamins and shit. And, uh, <laughs> and then this year, like, Hey dude, can we make content better? And I'm like, maybe just don't film the supplements, dude. Uh, maybe don't film every booth, you know? Uh, so then they just asked if Juju wanted to do the, the meet and greet. That's so awesome. There That's is cool. like You're some, fit, your fitness royalty be with Thor, Larry and, and Arnold. How do I pay for it to get in? I want to go. $35. You can take a picture. Yeah, of me. Get in <laughs> but how do I pay to get in? How do you pay to get in? Uh, no clue. Through the Arnold website? Yeah, probably through Arnold. com. Yeah, just send it. The, the Venmo is at Arnold Schwartzy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it right away. We'll get you a receipt. But the, uh, what else? I mean, the YouTube and we're just kind of, we're almost reevaluating it. Uh, like where, where we're at in YouTube because we were in just like on such a grind of just constant guests and constant videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially for me, because I run Grip Genie and I really push forward the ideas on the YouTube. I have to take, it's like powerlifting. I have to take maintenance periods on YouTube and maintenance periods on Grip Genie of what I focus on. So we'll like, we'll do less time on YouTube and I'll just dedicate all that to Grip Genie. We'll do less time on Grip Genie and then we'll go full force YouTube because it's just too hard to. Everything goes in phases and waves, you know? Yeah. I think everything in life actually does that to a certain extent. You can't. I I guess, I guess that's okay. Go ahead. Well, uh, go ahead. I was interested in what you were saying. I, I was just saying everything goes in phases and waves in life. I don't think anything is just like you can keep anything constant if you actually want to take it's, it to the next level. Especially if you have multiple things on the go. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of look at life as just in general as a phase based 
thing for the most part. I don't know, Tom. I think you just kind of need to try, try a little bit harder. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm up here with everything, baby. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you see the apparel? Apparel's up here. You see my meat? Hey, what's your deadlift at? <laughs> you got the same deadlift as me right now? <laughs> no, he got bit by a snake one time in the woods. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a fear of deadlifts. I share your same mentality. When I was in school, it was exactly like that. I just kind of would prioritize school when you had exams and then prioritize training when I didn't no, have but I told you it's easy to burn out quick you have yeah. to try to find that balance you have to yeah. find a balance yeah like right now I'm ready to have just like a little right you know and we can't just make shitty YouTube videos you know there's there's I can name so many fitness channels that I've followed that either like made great stuff and had great followings and then they just stopped trying hard or got uh, a little bit arrogant yeah. or got too into themselves or too focused on one thing and then they're channel just get disintegrated you know right. wow. i, I want to keep making stuff but also stuff that we enjoy and all but you have to listen to the audience you know yeah. how and many times I, a week are you guys posting three times yeah and we've been i mean it's been three to five times for three years straight we've taken wow. like uh two week two That's month amazing. breaks two two weeks it's usually two for me it's, it has been two weeks at the max because i keep editing things but uh I don't know. I mean, we're in a healthy spot for it. Like we've said this a few times on the videos. We both doing this powerlifting prep together and the YouTube videos has made us both happier doing our stuff together because mm -hmm. it was just us the whole time. Mm -hmm. What you guys have been? How long have you been doing YouTube videos, John? Uh, three years. Three years. Two years. Straight, yeah. That's yeah. it. And before you were on on what other on what platform? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah, yeah he years. did. You did like uh, two month, three months of YouTube videos before I started working with you. Yeah, I was trying to grow my YouTube, and then you contacted me uh, four what's, months or so. What's the best advice you have for someone who wants to chart, uh, start their own YouTube channel uh, successfully. Uh, successfully? I get asked yeah. this a lot. Yeah, you do. And I always tell everyone it, it's not an editing program. It's not a camera. There's no any specific item. It's not yourself. I mean, it could be. Uh, that's wrong. Okay, you could be just dead boring and that's that's fine you're gonna have to accept that sometime in the future but you could also be you also could be boring and need to make 50 videos to figure out that you're actually got a personality and you just needed to you know mm -hmm. make videos to have it come out but you could also uh believe that you know you're good at editing and make 50 videos and you're like oh shit i'm terrible so mm -hmm. you just need to make so many and then figure out what people actually like because mm -hmm. like most people make two videos they put like 25 hours into each video and they're like nobody watched it man nobody watched my meat video man and it's like dude because nobody cares about you and you just need to make things that people actually care about and nobody finds that right away you know unless you have some sort of like celebrity status like brian shaw when brian shaw made a youtube channel you can't compare to his growth because it's it's brian fucking shaw mm -hmm. but if you're uh someone that's starting at the lower and moving it up you just have to try a ton of things i mean juji and i for for tw almost two years we made videos three to five videos a week that got like thirty thousand to sixty thousand views sorry for how long for like tw 20 months we we made like our average views is maybe forty thousand. We didn't have a breakout until a lot of videos. <laughs> I mean, I think was, people, there, was there a turning point? But even before this, I mean, before a turning point, I mean, you go way back in time. Yeah. I mean, 
I made my first video when I was 15. Yeah. What was that yeah. video about? I was just, I was, I got a camera to film myself do tricks, you know, acrobatic stuff. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to put the clips together and then share them with people online. This is <laughs> six years before on social media. What forums? On the internet. Yeah. On a forum I made or something, you know, yeah. but forums. we so did it mean. because, I mean, we did it because we like making videos. Yeah. And we both started that way with, yeah. the, with the filming but ourselves. You met on a forum. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you told us a story once way back. Yeah. But we, uh, he started the forum. That was his forum. It was based oh, on I didn't know that. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a big one too. It was big. Cool. I had uh, like 10,000 people in like uh, 2005. Yeah. For an underground sport. I was like. It was before Facebook and before Instagram where you could discuss things on there, you know. So everybody in Tricking went to this place. There was like a video section and that's where you posted your videos. That's crazy. Yeah. So I I was on there and the, but you would make videos of yourself to analyze your technique and to just share it with people. So that's where we both started. But then, I mean, I, before working with John, I, I spent four or five years just making videos for part time or for people and then in the film industry in New York City for 18 months. What were that. you doing at that time professionally? Aren't you a big nerd? Well, I had a day job. What were you doing? I was a biotech. I was a technical manager at a biotech company. And then I just. You a biomedical engineer? No, I'm not a biomedical engineer. Why are you? It was an equipment company. It was industry. We made uh, equipment for life diagnostic companies. But what, what's, what's your uh, bachelor's in? Uh, biology with a minor in chemistry. Okay, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. It was an easy job and I had a lot of time to train and continue to grow my stuff on the side, you know, and, you know, Instagram was around the same time. And uh, I just, when I started on Instagram, it was the same thing. I was like, oh, I've been doing this forever. Here's a, an app. I can do it here. You know, you kind of gave me the idea. You should probably get on Instagram, you know? Is that really yeah. like your your rise to fame began? Was it with Instagram or you feel like you already had a lot of notoriety from the forums? No, it was no, just it was Instagram. It was Instagram. Yeah. I, had a, I remember, left, I remember no, there, seeing your videos like five, six years ago. Yeah, like, forever. Wow. No, there was a period of time he left the internet, dude. 2000, the forum ended in 2009. Wait, when was it? 2009. 2009, 10. the forums were closed. And there's this huge space in time, like four or five years, where Juju just left the internet. No, what year we, did you start Instagram? In 2013, 2014? Uh, 14. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like that. I remember seeing your videos. I think they went viral quick. Yeah. Really quick. Yeah, was, yeah. I've been doing it forever. I was like, I'll just yeah. put, put them here instead. Exactly. And yeah. some archaic form. New audience. Yeah. yeah the video of you like, doing this, whoa, the splits on the before. chair with the, yeah, the right. overhead. Yeah. That was the one that started. Yeah. Yeah. How's, your, how's your TikTok going? You have one? Are you guys on TikTok? Yeah, you have one. Oh, don't bring up TikTok. No, I'm no going to eat this fucking table. Oh, <laughs> God. You're leaving uh, so much money on the table by not jumping on the TikTok dude. wagon. Look at Do you all the like a fogs. plastic bag I could put over my head? Hey, not yet. You and can't just, monetize uh, it yet. Yeah. No, you can't but monetize it. You, you, you get a million followers you now. Can promote, all you they have to do is flip that switch. There's a special YouTuber we worked with. He was at viral and epic every other word. And he told us to get on TikTok. You know, we didn't fucking get on TikTok. We ain't ever getting on TikTok because there's a sanity in my brain that's got to stay there. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I, eh, we, he could fucking uh, prosper on TikTok yeah, and get yeah. millions of likes. Yeah, you do great. And, and you know what? Millions of likes don't do nothing for this man. Yeah, what happens if they know? add a link in bio, though? Yeah. And a yeah, million followers might be worth something. If they had a link in bio, that's correct. But the site is based on little kids singing about singing karaoke and dancing. You know? One day, those kids will grow up to have wallets. Yeah, and they true. can give yeah. you things from it. One day. Yeah, but at that point, you're going to fucking have less hair. You're going to be more scary looking. They're not even going to buy <laughs> stuff from you. 
but regardless, like, he, he started the Instagram. The booms were... Even Steffi is saying my hair, making jokes about losing my hair. <laughs> the no. booms were the split video and our rock climbing video. Uh, those were the two booms in... What was the first in, one? The split video in yeah. his Instagram yeah, yeah. and the That's rock the one climbing I, video. I, way before What's I knew you personally, climbing? I saw that video. Uh, we did a rock climbing video that I'd wanted to do for a while of just us bringing the grip tools to test rock climbers grip. Mm. And that just launched the YouTube and then just rode the wave after that. Mm. But at that point, we had only had 100 and, 160, 180,000 subscribers. I don't remember what it was at. bums? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were, we were lowly peons in the, in the YouTube sphere and, and, and that just popped it up. But I don't know. Like the, the other thing that I would say John had did a really good job. And I did also, I was part-time in film and all this stuff while doing day jobs. And I think the biggest thing that people can do with, if they're starting YouTube or they're a powerlifter on Instagram or a freaking, uh, uh, whatever, even just an Instagram viral person, like don't start taking sponsorships that are, that are fucking $200 a month or, uh -huh. or based on commission. Don't drop everything and, and quit your job and, and try to make it on like 12 grand a year. Just like slowly build it up and just keep building it on the side while having a real job. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you drop everything, it's it's going to be a really awful hustle mm -hmm. unless you already have a huge income from it. And it's, it's I think uh, you did it well and we did it well. And now we're able to do it full time because mm -hmm. we both did it sustainably up to that point. Yeah, I think that's amazing advice. It's uh, it's I think it's scary nowadays how many people just like oh, I'm going to become a, a Instagram star or YouTuber and I'm going to be a professional powerlifter. I'm like, no, you're not a professional powerlifter. You're getting thirteen dollars every other week from a steak company. Like, there's no professional means in that. It's just not. Sustainable. What's wrong with the steak company? Yeah? I like steak companies. I like What's steak. Wrong with the steak company. You have a bro. job. Shut up. Yeah. Right. yeah, he's sponsored by a, How do you know a six year old tattoo. They only pay me $13. <laughs> we, we pay him in steaks. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what is a, it's a long $13 process. $13 can buy a lot of seasoning for those free steaks, <laughs> a lot of salt, <laughs> marinades. <laughs> Not the finest marinade, but some kind of marinade. Uh, hit, All right, I'm the tired. Yeah, right hit sure, us with a Florida yeah. man. We've been talking Florida man Florida story. Man. Alex, you star, <laughs> <Russell> Kyle, <laughs> me. No, you know what? You know he's going to be Florida crazy. man. You're going to if if uh, Huck Finn keeps doing what he's doing. <laughs> Drinking all day, hanging out at the gym. Yeah. He's still there. Hanging at your gym. Yeah. Is it gym. your gym? Yeah, Florida man burns down local gym. Then he's coming, <laughs> to, your, then he's coming <laughs> to your house. So yeah. it's either and the gym he, or your house. burns down the house. Yeah. Okay, yeah. are you ready? You yeah, better, yeah. Florida yeah. man. Florida man in Easter Bunny outfit arrested after a hit and run crash. Troopers say. Is that Florida today? I love how they say troopers That's say today? like Wait, they're lying. Today. That's today. today. According a to Florida the troopers. A man dressed in an Easter bunny costume was arrested last Thursday after he attempted to evade deputies following a hit and run crash in Seminole Country, the Florida Highway Patrol said. Is there an app for this? How are you getting this? The driver yeah, yeah. failed to stop at a stop game? sign and collided with a carport, which collapsed on a vehicle in the driveway. driveway. Oh, no. Wow. What's the game? Uh, so there was a thing. What spawned this whole thing? Is there was a like maybe a year ago or maybe a little longer there uh there was a thing called Florida Man where okay. you would look up your birth date and then you would type Florida Man and then you would see like all the crazy shit that someone in Florida did on your birthday oh. and there's always without a doubt hmm. something. Excuse me, let's play a game before we before we finish. All what right. do you think this Florida Man looks like? 
<laughs> oh, I, all right. Jose, okay, so you two have the to guy answer. was arrested because he was wearing a uh, Easter Bunny costume during a fight in downtown Orlando. Does he? Does he look like that? <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus? Uh, um, he wishes. Like, uh, Alex, you rude motherfucker. He looks like Juju Mufu. Yeah. No, no one looks Maybe like, like halfway between. <laughs> so, well, Dan Green kind of looks like you. Yeah, I like that. I'll take that as a compliment. Across Wait, you said Dan Green looks like me? Is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll take that. <laughs> that's that's is it. it. Even a white guy? Huh? Maybe, I mean, that's well, what you guys have I, to guess. You're more publicly okay. known than Dan. Across I between, think. you have a million smallest and followers on everything. <laughs> Across between, I said across between Justice Small and Crash Bandicoot, the video game character. Don't know who those are. Is it accurate? Is it close? Really? Yeah. Nice, dude. Across between who? Crash dude, Justice how Small. How did you do that? That's uncanny. <laughs> really? Show him what it looks like. Whoa. Whoa! <laughs> what the hell was that? Whoa! I was just putting the pieces. Wow. The- hey, you, you have a talent, man. Uh, apparently, I'm. A I don't even know. How to describe I don't know what it's that. good for. I don't know what it's good just for, but smart. that was impressive. Yeah. I, I was just, only making thirteen dollars every two weeks. I know, right? <laughs> it's medium One day rare. A haircut. Right? One day. <laughs> okay, well, we're all tired. Yeah. What do you uh, do? Where, where can we find you guys? I'm you, sure everyone knows where to find you, but tell us anyway. You can find us on YouTube. Juji and Tom is our YouTube channel. Yeah. We both have Instagrams. He's Tom R. Boyden. I'm Juji Mufu. And uh, Hybrid is not a sponsor? No, we don't sponsor. I mean, so. we sponsor but everything we but do. But it's called it. So huh? they like got a. You guys, if you didn't hear a hybrid, they sell training programs. <laughs> All kinds of them. <laughs> Training programs, memberships. Oh, you, you know what? He doesn't I, I even know what we love. do. No, Alex, no, no, stop, stop. Alex Uslar saved my life. I did not love how many, how many emails and DMs I got from kids who wanted me to coach them because you guys you kids me so much, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. What like, the I suicide program? I don't, I'm not, don't DM me. I'm not taking on new clients. I kept, I how many followers did I kept get? telling you I, then that they could buy the program at high but I got a lot of emails and DMs like, you write program for Juju Rufu. He's so strong. Can you make me strong too? And I'm like, ah. Dude, I put some uh, subliminal shit in there to make them bother you. I hate you, dude. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Like, guys, just go to hybrid and search Juji Tom. You'll find our program. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. It's been great. Thank you guys for being yeah. on the podcast. Thank you guys for, for coming us. out. Thank you Thanks all. for coming to the meet. We'll see you guys next year. Bye. Bye-bye. All right.